All right, and we are back on your live in your lives on this July 1st. The seller dwellers are here, and guys, we're halfway through 2020, man. Uh, it's got to be hopeful for something because it's been a rough year. Uh, not just a sportsman, but all around, man. How are we feeling now? We're at the halfway point. It's halftime. We have the halftime show of 2020. How are we feeling, man? We Are we optimistic? They had yeah. us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. They had us. That's right, Nick. That's right. They had us in the first half. I'm hoping for a better future. It looks like things are coming our way soon. But uh, yeah. let's start, you know, what have what we been up to this week, man? I've been back in the gym. I'm working out. I got my hair cut. If anyone can see it, you know? I don't know. It's very nice. Yeah. I ended up having to go to, like, a salon. I've been going there for a little bit now. Like, it was my mom's salon. I was going to, like, hair cuttery and super cuts. And my, I was getting grief from my mom every time. So she <laughs> said, you got to go to my salon. So... It's weird, like, you have to, like, wear the mask and stuff, and it was a different haircut experience. It was a unique one, for sure, for sure. But uh, has I'm a, hitting has salon a, Friday. You did salon? No, I'm hitting it Friday. I oh, need yeah. Bad. Yeah, no, I needed one bad, too. Mine was getting <laughs> really, really bad. I got them cut it pretty short. I think it came out all right, though. I think it came out all right. Pat, how about you, man? How was your week, buddy? About average. About average? <laughs> uh, I, I started, watching, started watching a show called You on Netflix. Oh, I've heard about that. What is that? It's okay. I mean, it's about like the stalker, the stalker guy. But um, I only watched a couple seasons the first, uh, or a couple episodes of the first season. It's all right. Thirty minute episodes or hour long? Hour. Oh, dude, I can't do those hour long, man. I can't do them. I have to do thirty minutes. It's too much of an investment. I was telling you guys earlier. I think I'm watching Ballers with The Rock on HBO. I'm enjoying it so far, but uh, it's 30 minutes. So that's, that's what I'm all in for, the 30-minute episodes. I was going to start on The Wire, but it's too long. It's like an hour long. But let's let's get to the sports. We'll make it nice and quick. Get right into it this week. Biggest news coming out of the NFL, I'd say. We got old Cam Newton. We've, I think we may, we probably spoke this into existence because we, we said last week, why is Cam Newton not on a team? We, we were all pro Cam, and we said the only destination for him has got to be New England. And where does he go, man? He signs signs from New England, Belichick, and Newton. He is he is the uh, successor to Tom Brady, the heir of the throne. How do we think that's going to play out? Anybody, you just take it, man. I'm pro. I think it's going to be good, but I think it'll be a tough division. So whoever wants to roll with this, just go with it. MVP. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for that hot take, Kyle. Yeah. I knew Kyle had a hot take in him tonight. You really man. think MVP? Come on. Come on. You got Drew like Brees. The, I don't think he's the favorite, but I think it's like very possible he could. All right, I would say like you got Drew Brees, you got Patty Mahomes, Patty Mahomes, uh, and then maybe like, maybe, I think Russell Wilson could do it this year as well. I think Russell Wilson. Those would be my top three picks for it. But I don't know, man. That's that's going to be a very unique system up there in New England. But I mean, they still don't really have a receiving game, so that's going to be tough. Pat, Nick, what were your thoughts on the deal when it went down? I liked it. Um, I thought that's a, that's a, that was his best landing spot for for any. I mean, the whole time, like the whole free agency, I thought it was his best landing spot. His deal is is pretty it's pretty bad, isn't it? Well, it's it's a pretty it's an incentivized deal. So his base salary is pretty bad. I think it's pretty probably pretty close to the minimum, is what I would guess. But mm-hmm. if he plays well, he's going to get paid a lot more money. And my yeah, bet I mean, is, my bet is he plays well. It all depends on his shoulder. If his shoulder's not not healed, then he's going to be terrible. If it is, then, uh, he's, then he'll be good. Yeah, I don't. For some reason, I feel like his injuries are like I haven't even been thinking about them. And that's obviously one of the big reasons he wasn't signed to a team earlier. It's because of the injuries. But I think Belichick will probably use him in a way. He'll be protected, and you know, but he'll still be able to be camp. So I I would say I think they're going to win that division now. Sorry, Buffalo Bills fans. You know, Bills Mafia, they're cool with me. They're, they seem like a good time, but I don't think the Belichick, when he got Newton, I think that kind of locked them up for another uh, chance at a Super Bowl run this year, which it kind of pains me to say that because I'm sick of, the, sick of seeing that. If we're going to find out if Brady was a system quarterback, if it's a system, Cam Newton's going to be unbelievable. Oh my God, dude! Yeah, that will be that's. If we go back to like fifteen and one, Cam, he's gonna take the world by storm. The uh, the league by storm here. Belichick had something to say like a couple years ago. He said this is before I think Lamar Jackson was in the league and and Patrick Mahomes, I think. But there was a quote on him with ESPN the other day where he said Cam Newton's the best run threat, like all around quarterback in the NFL, which was high praise from Coach Belichick. High praise indeed, but. 
Pat, you said something earlier this week. You wanted to say, who, what did you say? It was about who do you think is going to have a better season, right? Brady or Newton? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that's this really hard, really hard thing to debate because Brady's going to a great, a great offensive team. Newton's going to a kind of a weak offensive team, like not many weapons for him at all, really. So he's going to have to perform. But he's also way younger, and if he's healthy, he should be better than Tom, I think. Now, when you say have the better season, do you mean their team has the better season or statistically? Probably statistically. Okay. I mean, Tampa Bay I think, is really I think well Tom coached. probably should have the better season record-wise. Statistically, he statistically, should. He should. Statistically, I don't know about record. Record, no, because that's a tough division. They have New Orleans, and uh, we've been through this. New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, those aren't easy teams. Yeah, but you forget that Drew Brees is canceled. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's really going to have much oh, of by a the way, by the way, look at this. Drew Brees, rookie card. Put it up to the camera. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. What, are you turning into the card trader over here? Yeah, I'm Gary V. Yeah, you've been watching the Gary V videos? Yeah. Man, no, he's big on the sports cards. I'm doing man. my own research. He is big on the sports cards. I'm trying to get into it too, dude, because these guys are turning around profits on the sports cards. It was like when we were like teenagers, what pe- people would do with sneakers. Now they're all doing it with the sports cards. Dude, I got I got stacks on upon, upon stacks. Holy smokes, dude. Oh, yeah, really found see a, that, uh, he's got two fistfuls of cards right now. Are those the good cards or all your cards? Uh, those are just ones that – those are potential cards. I put out a uh, – or I made a, a Excel spreadsheet. Dude, wow. Jeez. Um, on the Can you good manage my finances, Parker? Holy smokes. Uh, you got a Peter Forsberg here, $57. So, hold on. Um, what's what's the highlight it mean? Let me – you got some of them highlighted. Highlighted are anything above, like, 15. Uh, here we got, like, a Mike Badano 1990 for possibly $80, depending on the condition. Wow, wow. You're very organized, Pat. I have a Matt, Matt Sundin rookie card for uh, $231, but that's mint condition. So we're just, we're just, you know. Now, what's the highest $231, the highest card you have, the highest value? The highest card I have is a Martin Broder, Martin Broder rookie card. In mint condition, it was like $1,300. Wow! But, but it's oh, the one that I have. Baby. The one that I have is not in great condition. So, like, we'll see what I get for that. Are you gonna sell them, or are you just like doing? Research? Oh, I'm gonna sell. I do. If you guys, <laughs> you guys should actually look. If you have any Tom Brady cards, I'll buy them off of you right now. Any year, Tom I have Brady a. Card, I have. A, I will buy them off of you. See, I have the. I don't I have a Tom Brady card. If you guys carry on a conversation, I might step out in the room the other quick. This is going to sound so bad, but, like, I have this Tom Brady, like, framed uh, thing with all – like, it was probably his first three or four Super Bowls, and it's him home the trophy. The story of it is, like, my mom's boss from way back in the day, old boss. She doesn't work for this company anymore, but he was a huge Boston fan and everything, and New England obviously was part of that. And we are all Eagles fans. And I think it may have been – it may have been the year New England beat Eagles in the Super Bowl. He sent – our house like this huge Tom Brady thing of all of him in the Super Bowls. It was, it was really high quality stuff. So maybe I could sell, tear that around and make some money. But where were we in this conversation? Oh, the Parker, Tom Brady. That's what I found. Oh, okay, I found a Nashville Predators Scott Hartnell autographed jersey card oh. at my house. You better look that thing up and get get on the. Uh... Oh yeah, dude, it's worth twenty five seventy in mint condition. There you go. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have to have the sports card special. We should have like a betting or like a bidding war on the seller drillers. We'll, we'll bring it out to the public. We'll pitch us to Gary V and we'll have all of our sports cards and we'll have everyone bid on them live in the zoom chat here. And then you guys can make some good money off of it. Right. Away. You'll, you'll like this. I have uh, an Eric Lindros rookie card set of five cards, basically in mint condition, basically like very close. All, all of his like rookie card right there, rookie card right there. Damn. Card there. There, all in condition. Eric Lindros. That's crazy. What are those worth? Um, together, uh, the Eric Lindros stuff actually doesn't sell like you think it does. It's only like 120. No, I figured it wouldn't sell for much. Yeah, that's 120 bucks. Is still a lot of money for a card, you know. Well, that yeah. was with the set of five. Oh, oh, the whole set's 120. Yeah. Okay. All right. But anyway, let's. Uh, 
And let's get this uh, back on the rails real quick. Hold on, hold on. Oh I was just looking, I was just, sports nah. card special. <laughs> I was just looking through my cards. I got. I think I got this on a baseball pack. Yeah. No, it doesn't MLB matter. Pack. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a, it's not even a baseball player. It's historical moments. Pluto is recategorized. You have a sports <laughs> card for that? <laughs> yes. It came in an MLB pack. It How says, much does that go for? Someone Google that. I right have no now. idea. Pluto, the Pluto card. Historical moments. Hold <laughs> on, upper deck. What's the call? What's the number right there? Say on the bottom. Um, on the top. One eight, on the top. One eight six. One eight six. What year is that? Um, two thousand nine, I think. Yeah, the copyright says two thousand nine. Okay, okay. I'll give you a price in a little bit. You guys continue. <laughs> this is turning into the weirdest. That took a weird turn here. We were talking about Brady and Newton, and now we got to the sports card. I think that's good. That's good. Um, we're all going to make some little money here. I got to find my sports card, so now you guys are getting me uh, itching for, for to do it. 186, um, you said? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for – oh. Oh, God. All he's right. got a good smirk, Kyle. That's a good sign for you, pal. It's the, yeah, standard, the standard version? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's probably like five dollars. Uh, it's probably shit, like two dollars. Ninety-nine cents. <laughs> yeah. uh, please toss that in the garbage, oh, man. Toss that in the garbage. Man. Boo! Yeah, that's garbage. Yeah, you really want you want like rookie cards of like famous guys. Those are the best, yeah. most valuable things. Rosenberg, my and, brother has two Greg Dobbs cards. He'll sell you. No way. No yeah. Really? Oh shit! <laughs> I might actually take him up on that. Nick, I need to buy those clubs from your buddy. These lefty clubs. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he has any, though. Yeah. Well, let me know when we do. But anyway, I'm going to get this this train back on the rails here. We still need to talk about that Tom Brady Cam Newton thing if we're done with the sports cards. Unless, does anyone have any more cards they want to share with us? No. Uh, let me I'm take good. one more look. Let me take one. <laughs> Listen, let me, let me just talk about Cam Newton for a little I bit. I got a Jerry Rice on here. I got a Ben Roethlisberger rookie card. Wow. Oh, what ben do I have Roethlisberger here? one might be worth some and Jerry Rice. Dude, think about this. This is why I said Tom Brady cards keep them forever, dude. This is a 2005 Tom Brady card. Not that long ago, 15 years ago. 120. Wow. I'm telling you, it's because he's the best quarterback of all time. Like, you can debate that, but he's basically the best quarterback of all time. And all this shit's just going to go up exponentially. Yeah, so you're saying sit on Brady. The expert down there is telling everyone to sit on Brady? Sit on Brady cards all the time, yeah. All right, thank you, uh, expert. We need a nickname for you now for the the card card guru Parker or something. I don't know what we're gonna call you. Gary P. Yeah, yeah. You can be Patty P. Instead of Gary V. <laughs> You're Patty P. <laughs> anyway, now I think we're good to go. Cam Newton, Tom Brady. You perfect transition since we're talking about Brady. I think if it was statistically, Brady's got all the weapons in the world, so he should maybe have a better season passing than Cam Newton. Maybe not total yards. We'll see what happens with that. Um, wins, I'd probably get, maybe have to give the edge to Cam Newton, depending on how that division stacks up, because that's a tough division, too, actually, when you think about it. Bills are obviously – excuse me, they were favored to win before the Newton signing, so that everyone's high on them. Miami, you know, Kyle, you were pretty big on Miami a few weeks ago, if I remember. Yeah, yeah you like everything. Yeah. You like what they're doing down in Miami. They got two yeah. They got Tua down there now, right? He'll probably start. And then the Jets, everyone likes to rag on the Jets, but if you think about it, they finished 7-9 and nine. It fit last season. That's not terrible. I mean, it could have been way worse. But the Cowboys finished 8-8. We finished 9-7, and seven, right? Who the Jets? Yeah, I know the Jets. Yeah, and Jamal Adams wants out now, too. That's, yeah, that's true. Like, bro, they lost Robbie Anderson, who's I think is good, like really good. And, yeah, he's, and he's down in Carolina. Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah, that's true. That I, I would predict the Jets are going to be the worst team in that division this year. But I think Sam Darnold's going to be better. I think he'll have a pretty good year. You think so? Yeah, I, I think Sam so. Darnold's pretty good. Um, so, like, hit or miss on Darnold. I don't know if I'm sold on him just yet, but he hasn't really been given much to work with, to be honest. The Jets are like – I feel like the Jets are like a laughing stock right now. The The good Jets, the best Jets team I ever remember is when Mark Sanchez was their quarterback and they made it to the AFC Championship game. Revis Island was on that team. That's, that's true. Right. The defense was sick. Yeah, their defense carried them. Yeah, that's pro- and that's kind of like the only good memory I have of the Jets ever, like, being good. So, Kyle, what do you think, though, if you had to pick – Newton, let's do statistically first. Who who does better, Newton or Brady? And then which team goes farther? We'll say that. Not better record, which goes farther? I'll say statistically Brady, but 
I think the Patriots would go farther just because the AFC, I don't think there's as much competition as the NFC, especially the, the NFC South. The AFC is like real top heavy, right? Yeah. You, got, you have Baltimore. And I'm, I'm Baltimore, big. Kansas City. Baltimore, Kansas City, and then New England and Buffalo. Tennessee. You like Tennessee? I'm not. No, I don't like I, them. I was in, well, uh, yeah. I, I low-key root for Tennessee now just because we, when we were down in Nashville, and I was like, <laughs> that, that city deserves a party, a Super Bowl party. If they make it to the Super Bowl against any team but Philadelphia, I'm totally rooting for Tennessee. Oh, I like the Titans. I just don't think that they're as good as they played last season. No. They, I mean, they Derrick Henry just carried them on his massive back. Yeah, I don't, he must still be recovering from, like, <laughs> carrying all that weight on his back because he literally carried them to the AFC Championship game. If the, Titans, good too. if the Titans make the Super Bowl, we should just go down to Nashville for like a night. The, the night of the Super Bowl for if they win. I'm driving, I'm driving the down. Broad, I'm, going to, on Broadway. I'm going to Kid Rock's Honky Tonk. I'm watching the Super Bowl from Kid Rock's Honky Tonk. That, that would be a party, dude. I would love to do that. Now, I'm going to look in here, the notes, um, and you guys – continue to talk about pat you'd give me your yours is your idea to talk about what do you i think you talked about it a little bit but who do you think would go farther new england or tampa bay um i think new england i think new england goes further i think their defense is much better um i actually changed my opinion i don't know why i said that um brady wouldn't have the better year statistically he's definitely gonna have the better year statistically i mean like look at the way well, he should yeah yeah look at the weapons yeah so all he has to do is just throw it to them 10 yards and they'll run 30 more and they're really well coached Bruce Arians is a good coach like he's not Belichick but no one's really Belichick yeah but I just, you know Belichick might be a little bit of a, of a cheater too they just got you know all that they the penalties came out for them I'm not saying of course Belichick's one of the greatest coaches of all time I'm only having some fun with him there but uh, needless to say Bruce Arians is a good coach down there in Tampa Bay no no I, I just think that um I think that defense matters way more in the playoffs. It's like the the, the games are way low or lower scored too. Generally, most yeah. of the times, most of the times, defense um, championships. That's the same. Yeah, and I, I just don't know. I mean, like that's a new team. That's a fairly new team. They have Gronk coming in, Brady coming in. I don't know who they brought in. Um, yeah, I know what you're defense. saying it's new big pieces, big pieces, new big are, pieces. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you, you don't know how that's going to work, really. You don't know if Gronk's even, like, back to 100%. Yeah, I, I think, think I think he will be, but I don't know. Yeah. Zambi, you said something the other day about you'll get 10 games out of Gronk and then that'll be it. You said yeah, something pretty much. Him. I mean, you won't be able to stop him for 10 games, but if you last long enough, you probably won't have to play him. Yeah, we were having a talk about do you, where do you take Gronk in fantasy? And I said, well, I don't think I would take him just because him and Greg Olson are like just guaranteed injuries every year at tight end. But those games that Gronk plays, he'll just be a beast for you. So he's a, he's a high-risk guy in fantasy this year. Speaking of a beast in fantasy, I wanted to transition to Antonio Brown. First off, let's just, let's just all say, do we think he's going to play on a team this season? My bet would be, I'm, I'm, for some reason, I think yes. I think he's going to end up on the team. But everyone, Kyle, Pat, Nick, in that order, you guys think he's going to end up on a team? Yeah, I think uh, the Bucks. Be... Uh, how about you? Yeah, for like two games. Okay, and Nick. Uh, yeah, I think he'll. I I think no, no, he's not gonna play. All right, here we go. Three, three against one here. Just reported the other week. I don't have my source here. I just had it down in the notes. I should have wrote it down, but it, I think it was ESPN. I think I saw it on first take. The Seahawks and the Ravens have discussed internally about signing Antonio Brown. And those are two big teams. I don't think he should go to Baltimore. That's that's bad spot for him. Maybe not a bad – actually, yeah, no, it's a bad spot. It's not, team, team chemistry wouldn't work. Seattle would be great for him. And I, Oh, Lord, if, if he goes to Seattle, that's pretty much a lock. Seattle would, I think, would win the NFC. Kyle, you made a face when I made my Ravens point. You, you don't think – you don't think – I think it would be a great fit. No, because let me just get my uh, logic out here. Okay. First off, he's like a head case, right? We all know this. And you have this stud quarterback, just one MVP. Young, you know, the team's his. No problem. Really, he's like – he's he can run, right? Lamar's a runner. He's not 
perfect with his arm. He can throw it, but he's more of a runner. And if you get a guy like A.B. with a huge ego and he's already a head case and he's not getting as many targets as you need, and then he's in your young MVP's ear, you're like, bro, get me the ball, man. Get me the ball. I'm right open, man. Get me the ball. Come on. Come on, Lamar. I'm A.B. I'm A.B. 84, you know? Spilled like a butterfly sting like A.B. It's going to mess with Lamar. And it's going to throw their whole season off and the Ravens are going to tumble. But if you get a guy in Seattle, well, and I think John Harbaugh could handle that a little bit. But I think it's Seattle. Pete Carroll could handle it well. And you have like a way better vet and uh, – not way better vet. Uh, you have a vet and Russell Wilson that could probably handle that situation better than Lamar Jackson could. And could, Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson are pretty similar. So – and but Russell Wilson has a better arm. But Lamar has a better feet. But you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I, I think if I had to pick between those two teams, I would pick Seattle. I think I actually might take Antonio Brown to Philadelphia. I think I would do it. I would love that. I think I do it, man. I'm kind of getting like my connival, conniving look on, like Carson Wentz, <laughs> Deshaun, uh, uh, AB, Jalen Rager. Ooh, I'm ready for that, man. I'm Alshon, the fifth uh, clutchest. Fourth. Fourth. Fourth clutchest. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but let's stick with AB for now, man. Would you, would you guys take AB on the birds? Or name any team that you think could use them. Now that I think about him on the Ravens, I think I, I like that because if you look at Lamar's like passing numbers last year, there's a lot of games where he would throw 24 passes, complete 18 of them, have 280 yards and f- four or five touchdown passes. And AB will have that Randy Moss stat line where it's three catches, 180 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, be, I, when you, you have, have a run, a you have a run like the run game they do. Those safeties and those linebackers are going to have to cheat play action. He's going to get open. He's going to get loose a lot. That's true too. A lot. I just my my fear is that he like if he ever got upset, he'd try and like he, I think he would ruin the team chemistry real easy. And the good thing about Ravens is he see Pittsburgh twice a year. That would be crazy. Him the Pittsburgh games, he'd be punt, kicking the punter in the face like he did against Cleveland when he was in Pittsburgh. Pat, how about um, you, man? What's your take on Antonio Brown? You think you want the Eagles to sign him? Where would he end up? No, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I first of all, I don't think he would work well with Carson Wentz. I think he's too big of a personality, and Wentz does not do well with those kind of guys. I don't think. Um, you see, is this a is this a dig at Wentz? You don't think he uh, has a leadership kahunas? <laughs> Uh, not really. I mean, he hasn't really shown, like, I mean, he has for a little bit, but I don't know. He doesn't seem like he's, he's able to take hold, take control of a t- uh, team. It always seems like there's other guys that are taking control, whether it be like Fletcher Cox or like, um, I don't know. Malcolm like Jenkins. Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins. Jenkins. Yeah. yeah. Like they would be the leaders that they were the leaders of the team, honestly. For the and they're on the other the side of the ball. Also about Antonio Brown. I think he's not mentally stable to play on any team in the NFL. I don't think he should actually come. I mean, for his own sake, I don't think he should return the at the NFL ever. I don't wow. think he's he's mentally stable. He's really not. He's, he's like really not. Garrett and Ballers. He That's hasn't good. shown anything. He he left. He barely could stay on the the uh, New England for two New weeks. Week. Yeah. Then he left. Then he's then he's on like Twitter. Uh, his Snapchat, doing all this shit. Just recently, I think, probably like a couple of months ago, he's having this dispute with like his baby mama oh, on I Snapchat and posting on Snapchat. Like, how dumb can you be, man? But he's like, you're putting that up on Snapchat. He's been working out with was it Deion Sanders? I think he can work I, out whoever he wants, man. I don't think he can ever play ever again. I think Deion Sanders has taken him under his wing, mm-hmm. and he's kind of giving the mentorship because um, Deion Sanders. Prime how old time, is he? Like thirty. How do you need a mentor that old? That's yeah. I mean, you have a point there. No one's arguing that he's a. He's literally a man child. Yeah, no one's arguing that he's sane. But people have came and turned their lives around too. So maybe Deion Sanders has spoken some wisdom into him. He's gone through um, not similar, but he's had all the attention like Antonio Brown has had. So maybe he taught him taught him how to handle it and turned around. Just hypothetically, if he were. If you had to pick, let's just find. We'll stick with the Seahawks and the Ravens. Which team do you think would be the better fit for AB? Uh, Seahawks. Uh, yeah, a veteran coach. I mean, not that um, Harbaugh is not like right. a veteran coach, but like you know, like Super Bowl coach. Well, I guess they're both Super Bowl, aren't they? They are. They are both. Yeah. Yeah. Harbaugh yeah. never won. Har- Harbaugh. No, they did. Oh no. Oh yes, no, yeah, he did. did. Oh, oh, it wasn't him. Yeah, it wasn't him. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. I was okay, so you got like a yeah, Super Bowl yeah. coach, you have a veteran quarterback, 
yeah. established uh, program, I think that's better for him. That's what I thought too, because the the Ravens team is led by young, like a young Lamar Jackson right now, right? right. It's too and, much fun. It's too much fun for him. And yeah, exactly. And Antonio Brown can't get him excited. He'll go crazy. If Antonio Brown is the the veteran voice in your locker room, you're screwed. Seriously, (laughs) seriously, dude. That's why I'm still putting him in Seattle. But there's hardly anything up to do in the Northwest. It's going to be cold and raining all the time. Let's let him sit out there, man, and just play focus on football. Let's let's transition to the birds because I I have one more thing. I have one more thing on Antonio Brown. If you give a guy that who's like, well, he's like 30 years old now, 31. If you give him chances, like on chances on chances, to to correct himself, and he still doesn't do it, I mean, like, what is going to change? Right, he's, he's going to change at this point. He's thirty. Like, he's not like some young player. It's just entering the league. He got. He's progressively getting worse. What like, like not the- like you know his play, but his his mental uh, mental state. I think it was kind of like sudden. I, I don't think it progressed. I think all of a sudden, like something happened. It was the perfect hit. Had to be the perfect. That's yeah, like, what a lot of people say. It I don't could know if that. it's like post concussion or if it was just like something like personally that happened that like traumatized him or something. But like something like abruptly happened because he was, he, I mean, he was like a six round pick. He was really good in Pittsburgh, but I don't, I don't remember him being an issue. Like, no, was, Pittsburgh was, until the end. Until the end. Yeah, no, yeah, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, this was all within like a year and a half. Like it was like, like a within year a calendar span. year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just – like I think it, if, like a year away, maybe like maybe another year off or like maybe even like just until like the middle of the season he signed somewhere. But I think he could, be, he could be all right. Like I think that something happened and like it could definitely get better. I think so too. I think so. I would, I would like – I want to say I'm like uh, – I guess I would say I'm rooting for him. Like, if you would have asked me a couple months ago, I would have been like, dude, you got to stay out of the league. But I think this time off, I'm kind of just aching for football to get back, and that has me eager to just talk about him. But you're probably right, Nick. You're, you probably should take a little bit more time off, get your mentals all right, and then come back. And but, if it's not that, then he should stay away. Like, he should just – like, whatever would be best for him. But, you know, I feel like it was something – Yeah. Something had to happen. Yeah, of course. Put your health on all that first, and then the football comes second. So, um, when I what's crazy though, I just saw online Antonio Brown and Des Bryant are the same age, thirty-one. Wow, I thought Des Bryant's only thirty-one. Yeah, thirty-one wow. years yeah. old. He was born in nineteen eighty-eight. It says, let me let me check up the one more time. It was, yeah, November fourth, nineteen eighty-eight. Antonio Brown's thirty-one. Des is thirty-one, and Julio Jones is thirty-one. So, so Des Bryant should still be terrorizing us alongside Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. No, 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 yeah. he shouldn't, man. No, he shouldn't. I'm just saying, like, theoretically, when he came into the league, we were thinking maybe it's a Cowboys receiver thing. Maybe CeeDee will be going at 27, too. Maybe he'll retire young. That'd be yeah, crazy. well, he, Des Bryant did sign down in New Orleans, and then he got hurt right away, if you remember that. Yeah. He's, is he Achilles. still on New Orleans, then? Is he still on New Orleans? No, uh, I don't think no. so. I don't think I don't, they ended up signing him. Or, like, they – he was like a practice or it was, that was yeah, I think I think yeah. before he even started, they didn't even play a game. He yeah, had, he got hurt. Oh, that sucks, man. That what sucks. if Alshon goes down again and Ortega Whiteside sucks and we just signed Des Bryant? I wouldn't mind I, that. Yeah. I just give him a yeah, shot. I'll take him. I'll take I mean, I'd rather have Cowboy. Des Bryant giving him a shot than like Deontay Burnett. I don't even know. I won't. I mean, that's not a shot. Deontay Burnett. He actually played well last year when he got a shot. But Alshon's thirty, so they're about the same age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah only, only 30. Yeah, he's 30. It's just wild. There's guys like Des Bryant sitting out there, and we have random dudes from practice squads like <laughs> getting shots, and we're not I just know. like, why don't we give this guy the minimum and have him? <laughs> I would take probably – well, I was going to say I might take Des over Alshon, but I can't say that because, first off, Des hasn't been on the field for me to have any uh, credibility behind that argument. But from what I saw of him in Dallas, I'd take him and – Although Alshon was fourth best clutch receiver in the league, apparently, in two, uh, last season. Which I, I have no idea how. Because first off, he hardly played last season. I sent you guys that. Um, I've got to find it, find it in the chat here. But I sent it to you, the most clutch receivers. I don't get what that means. The, queen, the power football yeah, receivers. Right? How do you like, It's probably like third and fourth down catches in like red zone. Catches. Yeah, they, I wish like, red they would Red zone makes sense because we're a really good red zone team, but – but he also they hardly played. The number one was Hopkins, then it was Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, and then Alshon Jeffrey. Dude, but like 
Look at this. You know how many total yards he had last year? Less than a thousand. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it was probably four hundred and ninety. I was going to say five hundred. Yeah, we didn't have a five hundred yard receiver, right? Yeah, I was right. Like, that was a stat. That's that's why I don't get like is he he's clutch like what. In what situations? You know? He wasn't at the clutch that year. He dropped that pass in New Orleans that could have helped us win that game in the playoffs. Yeah, Certainly wasn't that clutch stat, That's why the stat seems so crazy to me. It's like he really wasn't – he was hurt a lot. He wasn't out there that much. Like, Yeah. I, well, I'll take, I'll I take it with a grain of salt. But I saw that, and I had my eyes – like my eyes popped out of my eye, uh, socket there. I was like, Alshon, what is Alshon doing on this list? Because he hardly even played last season. I mean, I hope he plays well. I love Alshon. He's one of my favorite – like in 2017, he was my favorite player on that team. He was – Super Bowl year. Yeah. yeah. Listen, nice. when he played through that with the injury and in the shoulder, like to me, he was – you're good, bro. Like, I'm not going to ever, like, really talk smack on you. I'm going to give him some grief, like, just playful banter. But, it's like the Ryan Howard thing now where, like, it's like he has a big deal. We can't move him. He's hurt. Like, he doesn't want to – like, if he's, like, if he doesn't play well this year and it's, like, clear, like, his body's breaking down, it's just like, well, like, I'm not going to fucking boo this guy off the field. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like you know. I, well, what he did that Super Bowl season, I'm not going to boo him. You're good for me, bro. You're good. I think you're, he's probably good at most of Philly. Too most to Philly. Some people yeah. probably have a little bit of hatred towards them. But, yeah, I think we got them on a bad deal right now. It is what it is. We're obviously riddled with injuries. We were just talking about we could have maybe signed some other guys instead of running with those guys we got out of the, the Wawa parking lot. But Deshaun Jackson was one of the guys that got injured last year. And he was just posted on some social media the other day running 23 miles per hour at, quote, unquote, 80%. Okay, so what does Tyreek Hill run? What was his top speed in, in a game last year? Hill, top speed. He ran 22.6 in a, in a game, it said. That was the fastest of his NFL career. And apparently, Deshaun – what's that? Full pads. Yeah, full pads. And Deshaun was on the track running 23. I'm not sure if I – I don't think – man, sorry, Deshaun Jackson, man. I got mad love for you, bro. But – I don't think you're running. You're not as fast as Tyreek Hill anymore, man. You're not as fast. And especially 80%. 80%. But I must – I'm not sure if you guys watched the video. It didn't look like he was going 100%, but it also didn't look like he was running 23 miles per hour. I saw on Twitter someone commented. It might have been a doctor or something. It might have been someone full of shit. They said, like, after you get core surgery, like, you're strong. Like, I guess when you break your leg, too, it grows back stronger. So his oh. core is, like, actually stronger now. So, he might so have you think maybe he's got a little bit- a few, yeah. He's good to go. Stronger course, subtract a few years off. Of Listen, I pray that he, speed. I pray that he's running that fast, man. That would help us immensely. Him and Rager going that deep ball threat. Yeah, I mean Rager ran that four two unofficial, and he's running twenty three miles per hour. No pads on. I mean, I'd take that. I'd definitely take that. I know I brought up Tyreek Hill. Did you see that thing? They had like a – probably didn't see it, but they had him against the Olympic runners in the 200-meter race from his high school time. And he didn't finish that badly. I think he finished in the middle of the pack of against like Olympic Olympic runners in the 200-meter dash. That dude is fast, bro. Fast. When you watch him like run down – like if another receiver makes a play in Kansas City and he somehow catches up to him, whew, that boy's fast. He's one of my favorite – receivers in the league i love watching fast people run i love watching usain bolt highlights they're so insane have you ever watched yourself run not you like actually uh, everyone like i always feel like i'm running fast but then sometimes i see myself on like a video when i run mm-hmm. and i'm like that is not how i picture it no, i know i'm seen... slow i'm never looking at that train wreck happen, <laughs> so i've never <laughs> seen myself run you've never never when i used seen to like run I used to run Good track in, like, high school, and then, like, I think I did, like, a fake NFL combine for a, a video I did for, at Temple. So, you'd, like, obviously, I was filming myself running, and I felt when I was running, I was like, whoo, I'm, I'm <laughs> quick here. Because you see them run on TV in the 40-yard dash and stuff like that, the combine, and it looks so fast. And then I watched myself run. I looked, first off, I looked terribly unathletic. And any athleticism, athleticism I thought I had, it just goes away after you watch yourself run. But – 
whatever, man. I'm not going to rag on myself this whole episode, man. All right, everyone. Time for a quick break and reminding everybody that support for Cellar Dwellers is brought to you by Manscaped, who is best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools to protect your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Guys, we all have a horror story when it comes to manscaping, but no more because Manscaped has a redesigned electric trimmer. They spent 18 months perfecting it, and it's the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. It's the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0, their third generation trimmer. Features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. And guys, it's a premium razor. We say it every week. We all have them. So we're using this ourselves. And we mean premium. The battery lasts to 90 minutes. You take that longer shave if you need it. Water resistant. And the coolest feature to us is that LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trim. 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology and that charging stand. You got to show off your mower loud and proud. It's powered by USB. So many cool things about this razor and a bunch of other cool stuff on the website as well. We're going to guys, we're going to give you a deal right now. If you're listening to us, I want you to experience this firsthand for yourself. Protect your balls, trim that junk of yours, 20% 20% off plus free shipping using the code seller dwellers on manscaped.com. That's 5% from each of us, five from me, five from Pat, five from Kyle and five from Nick go on manscaped.com. Use code seller dwellers, all caps, no space C E L L A R D W E L L E R S and get that 20% off and free shipping. But let's get back to the show. Anything else about the NFL boys? We we got a good NFL conversation today, man. We covered Cam, we covered Antonio, talked to the Eagles a little bit. Uh, anything else we want to talk to, talk about, transition? All right. Well, let's transition then to the NBA. First off, just get this news in there. The season is in jeopardy. For those of you who don't know, Adam Silver came out and said, listen, if these numbers go up like they've been going up, there is a chance that we could just stop the season after we restart, which is a shame. I mean, that's kind of the world we're living in right now. We got to stay as safe as we can. Let's just talk about hypothetically, oops, snap, drop something there. If the season does continue, uh, which it seems like it is for now, which team benefits most from the eight-game regular season? I'm going to sound like such a homer, but I'm, I was going to say the Sixers. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, it's just it's just, like we're young and we need to get our guys in shape. Like, it'll be good for them to me- – because we guys don't remember this. I mean, we remember it, but a lot of Philadelphia fans ignore this. Our, like, lineup, our big lineup of Horford and Bede – Simmons, Richardson, Harris, they've only played like, I think maybe less than like 20 games all together or on the court at a time. I don't know the exact number, but it's not a lot. We need these eight games to really figure out our chemistry. Joel Embiid, Brett Brown had a press conference today. Joel Embiid's apparently in the best shape he's been in the career. I swear to God, if Joel Embiid's not in shape when these games start, man, you know, you know I'm going to go off, Kyle. Kyle buying in, I'm buying into the hype. Oh, no, you buy into the hype. Because yeah, everyone buys into the hype in. every year. I'm everyone buys into the hype every year. And this is like 2.0. He wasn't in shape. And he's not going to be in shape now, I'm predicting. I can almost guarantee it. I'm going to pull up Twitter right now and get the exact quotes. Any, any other teams you think would benefit from it? Uh, Maybe the Nuggets. The Nuggets and Jazz. You think so? Yeah, they're like uh, – they they have a lot of like – what would you call it? role players? A lot of role players, and like they don't depend heavily on um, on Yo their kid. stars. I mean, they had they have a they have like t- one star each team, which is Jokic and uh, Donovan Mitchell. But the rest of the team is just all role players, basically. Well, I like Jamal I think Murray. I think Jamal Murray has a lot of potential. But continue. True, true. Yeah, he's good. But um, I think those teams that have like a lot of guys that are good but not great have a better chance now. And uh, sticking with uh, – you know what? Yeah, I completely just had a random thought about what you were saying. I forget what it was because I'm looking at Twitter right now. I think I had to do something with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is back apparently. Like his back is 100%. 
and it just got announced today, which is also going to be good because he can kind of he's got to get back into game shape too and make sure the back's all healthy. But if you remember when this injury first happened, it was like they were like, "We'll reevaluate it in two weeks." It's like the Sixers' favorite saying, "We'll reevaluate it in two weeks." And now all of a sudden, it's July. The finals practically should already they they would have already happened, I think. They would have already happened by now. And all of a sudden now he's finally 100% clear. If the season didn't happen, we probably wouldn't have had Ben Simmons for the rest of the season. So oh, it's almost like a blessing in disguise for the Sixers that we're getting these eight games and everyone can get back in a healthy shape. I also think it's going to help Boston a lot too. Boston's in a position where I think they have a relatively easy schedule, if I'm not mistaken, in those eight games. It could really bump them up in the standings. They could, I think they could sneak into the two. Are they the, who's the two seed right now? Anyone know? I'm forgetting. Oh, the the Raptors are the two seed. Raptors, yeah. So I think they can take it from Toronto. And then Philly hopefully can move up to uh, five or five, I think. Let me me look up the Eastern Conference standings right now. I want to make sure um, we're getting this right. Yeah, it's the Raptors, right. So they're three games behind the Raptors. So that could get Celtics up to the two seed, which is definitely a big help. The Sixers might be able to sneak up into four, actually. They're only two games behind. Miami's four. They have 41 wins. Pacers got 39 wins, and we got 39 wins. So Sixers could sneak up to four. Celtics could sneak all the way up to two. That would be huge for the Celtics if they can get the two seed, and then they'd only have to worry about the Bucs. They'd almost avoid the Bucs until the conference finals if that so happens. But, yeah, I think Celtics and the Sixers are the two teams in the East that benefit from the most. And then Pat, you might be right. I think there's eight games that might be good for the Nuggets and what's it called? The Utah Jazz. Yes. And maybe Thunder as well, other than Chris Paul. That's a pretty young team as well. I'm rooting for the Thunder. Oh, and the Pelicans, of course. Pelicans. All those teams that are trying to, yeah. claw, their way, trying to claw their way in. They need the eight games, obviously, to get in. So that would be whoever, all those teams that are looking to get in, gets in. Flint helps Tropics. Them. What's that? The Flint <laughs> Tropics. Yeah. Flint Michigan Mega Bowl. Give Monix a chance to rest up those old fucking knees of his. And how about um, the Sixers? They just signed that guy, Ryan – I don't even know how to pronounce the last game. I'm not even going to try it. Ryan, Jason Seagal. Yeah, it's Jason Seagal. <laughs> looked exactly like Jason Seagal. This dude's trying to forget Sarah Marshall when he's playing the NBA playoffs. <laughs> That's a great movie, by the way. Forgetting yeah, Sarah Marshall. that is a great movie. It's a real yeah. good movie. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's real funny. Um, but Jason Seagal, the Sixers' newest three-point shooter here, he shoots 40% from three-man in those 12 games he played with Dallas. I'm not sure if we'll get on the court, though, guys. That's the thing, because we got Shake Milton. We got Matisse. We got all these guys. And I'm not even sure if he's going to make the rotation. But if he, what, what's going to happen is they're going to play him during the eight games. And if he's a bucket during the eight games, I bet you he gets a spot in the playoff rotation. If not, I don't really see him playing much in the playoffs. He has a little backstory with Ben Simmons. This guy's from Australia, Ryan, Ryan B., a.k.a. Jason Seagull. He played in Australia together. He got cut from the Olympic team. But he played with Ben Simmons when Ben was like 15 or 16 years old. So I think Brett Brown like made a pitch to him, and it somehow worked. Because it's I, he pretty much told him he wasn't really going to get many minutes. But it might be a good spot for you in your basketball career. For us, it might help you in the international uh international game as well so how do you guys feel you think that i mean obviously it's a good sign we we needed uh we needed shooters and we got it but you, I, you guys don't expect he's going to play too often right no i mean i'm not expecting him to do much that'd be great if he just comes in and starts like draining threes My, that'd be nice because we need it but yeah. i don't I know he's like uh, on defense either like he's probably shitty on defense if oh he's got he's garbage. Like I can small, just looking at dude. his frame yeah, just look yeah. at He's got to be garbage. Um, and a signing that I saw that I think the Sixers might go after. I'm, I don't know how we didn't think about this. Well, I actually, he's been out of the league for a little bit now. But Mario Chalmers, he's back in uh, training. No. And he said he's fresh. No. Yeah, no. Who's the Sixers backup point guard right now? Come on, man. You, you couldn't take him at a backup point Raul guard? Raul Nito. Yeah, come on. You wouldn't take him over that guy? I mean, That's Shake two. Milton plays guard a little bit. He's a two. He's a two. Give me Mario Chalmers, bro. He's a bucket in the playoffs, too, bro. He's Remember that shot in Kansas when he was in college? That dude's a bucket in the playoffs. He's an NBA bro. champion. You know what NBA I think's going to be a bucket in the playoffs? What? Josh Richardson. I think that dude's going to ball out in the playoffs. Oh, I'm huge on mid-range Josh, Josh Richardson, man. He's got that mid-range jumper. It's just push. Yeah, I think he's just he's great player for the for the um for the playoffs, dude. He's he's tough. Like he gets a exactly like you said that mid range. He's a dog, um, bro. I really yeah, like him. Defender. That was a great that was a great Butler replacement, right? His numbers are a little bit worse than Butler's, obviously. But man, he really filled in a, a good gap. I mean, he did get hurt, 
that's the only thing, man. These these injuries, man, with Philadelphia athletes, it's like everyone we bring in gets hurt. But if we're all healthy, man, I really like the Sixers' chances. Barkley was saying it the other week. Sixers got a hell of a good chance, man, if they if they can stay healthy. But yeah, I'm excited for Josh Richardson. I'm excited to see Ben come back, and fingers crossed, Joel Embiid. Listen, if you're listening, Joel. Please, man. Please, man. Just be healthy, man. I hope you stayed off those Chick Fil A milkshakes and stay healthy and healthy. Uh, been working out, man. Been working. He's out. really got to prove. He's really got to prove himself in these playoffs. He's been, he's been kind of average in the playoffs. The the uh, we, well, last two years against Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, he's been kind of average in big games. You know. Yeah. Um, he's got to prove that he's he's worth the money. You know. Yeah, I man. What what's the ideal path for the Sixers? You get the four seed. Let's see. I'm going to bring up their standings one more time. You get the four seed. Maybe you play. Well, well. See, the thing is, how it is right now. Uh, the Nets are in it, right? Let's talk about the Nets real quick. I think they're no going to lose. Huh? They're they out. Yeah. No one. Yeah. They're the seven seed right now. I think they get bumped out. So who who would that bring in? That would bring the Wizards in. The Wizards, the Wizards would get in. Yeah, that's nothing, dude. They're 24 and 40 right now. I'm looking at it. The Wizards, right? Yeah. They should. First off, they shouldn't have been invited. They should. They just yeah. shouldn't have been invited. They should have been like, go home, please. I think they just did it to get a team invited from the East. But the Nets have nobody. No KD. No Kyrie. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's got. Everyone's gone. Every player they have is. Like, I'm not playing. So I suspect that the Nets are gone. So we'll say that would – I hope we could get maybe the Pacers in the first round. like, And then I would, I would take the Raptors in the second round. I would do that. And then who would I want in the conference finals, Bucks or the Celtics? Uh, the, oh, damn. The 3-1 against the Celtics this year. Are we? What are we against Milwaukee? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. I think we might be like two and two against Joel. Joel locks down uh, Giannis some games. Remember, like he'll, he'll play pretty well, good defense against Giannis. Oh, that's tough. I think I take Indiana, Toronto. The thing is, oh, that wouldn't happen, would it? I think we'd have to play Boston in the second round, probably. No, and that. Uh, how would it work if we were the four seed? Toronto was the three. Oh, so we get the Bucs in the second round. We would get the Bucs in the second round. And then we would get Raptors or Celtics in the conference finals. Okay, mm-hmm. that's so it would probably be Pacers, Bucks, and then I'd rather have the Raptors, of course. I don't think it would happen. So, but, wait, are they going straight to playoffs or is it there's playing games? No, right? eight, eight, no there's eight. Eight games. Eight, eight games, regular, okay. And the Sixers have a pretty easy schedule. So, I think we're probably going to end up at five and we play the four seed. I don't know. See, that four, five, and six and switch, it's only, like I said, two games. So, six could be four. They could stay at six. Hypothetically, if, if, if it goes magically like the way I want it to, it would be Bucks get the one seed. Celtics probably would get the two seed. Raptors would fall to three. And then if the Sixers play well, we'd get the four. So, then the top four seeds went out. Four would play one. So, we'd get the Bucks. And then we'd have to play the Celtics or the Raptors in the conference championship, and the odds are it'd be Celtics. That's the path. But other than that, that was just me fantasizing and visualizing how these playoffs are going to go. Sixers aside, are there any specific playoff matches that you guys are looking forward to? Uh, I mean, the Western Conference Finals, Lakers, Clippers. Every Western Conference game, I think it's going to be sick. Lakers, Clippers, I would love to see Lakers, Rockets. I'd like to see Clippers, Rockets. I want to see, I want to see, I want to see New Orleans in it. I want to see New Orleans versus LA, even though it'd be a sweep. I think in four games, I would love to see Lonzo and Zion versus LeBron and AD. Oh God, <laughs> talk about all stars going up against each other. Who else in the Western Conference that could be a good? I don't, I, I don't like really watching the Nuggets to be honest. With you. I love watching Jamal Murray, but I Mavericks. Oh, yeah, the Mavericks. I would love to see Kristaps and Luka make a little run. That would be fun. The Western Conference is going to be totally fun. Eastern Conference is going to be so boring to watch. But it will be better than nothing, right? So we can't complain. Can't complain. But let me. right now we're just ranting off names. Pat, what's the big matchup you want to look for, forward to, man? If, they, if you had to pick a matchup, what do you want um, to say? I'd like to see Celtic Sixers, to be honest. Oh, yeah, of course. That's a great rivalry. 
Great I rivalry. Love, I'd love to see that series because I think I think that we could beat him this year. You know he's going to drive me nuts, though, with the Celtics games. I know we're 3-1, you just said, against them, but those games drive me nuts. Yeah. Because the playoff Sixers and the playoff Celtics, they like – it's going to come down to coaching and, like, Brad Stevens and Brett Brown, let's keep it real here. We keep it real here on the sw- cellar dwellers, man. Like, Brad Stevens is a better coach. He's yeah, better as coach. an NBA fan, as an NBA fan, the that series is awesome. As a Sixers fan, it's nerve-wracking. Very nerve-wracking, but I, we're up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. All right, boys. Uh, I don't really have much of to say other than – I think we actually – I was surprised we covered all of our topics today. We had enough of them. Um, Let's see. Dame Lillard covered athlete two K twenty one. Zion is the uh, next gen cover. Congratulations, Dame Dalla. Oh, I want to see the Blazers sneaking the playoffs. Speaking of Dame Dalla, that's why I think. Uh, but it had to be Dame Dalla or Zion. It had, it had Pelicans or Blazers. They're both sneaking their way in. I think we've already talked about that though. Congratulations, you two, for making the two K twenty one cover. Probably not going to buy it, but congratulations anyway. We got a big camping trip coming up this weekend, boys. You excited? Oh, yes, sir. Now oh, we're going to yeah. count how many squirrels we got to see, right? The rural squirrels are going to be zero, I bet. Because <laughs> they're at they're home be, and uh, they're comfortable of their own home. And a tree. Sadly, they're up in the trees hiding from all of us because they know we're about to kill them and eat them. Not us. But, okay. uh, uh, NHL hub cities reported to be Edmonton, right. Toronto. What? No, Vegas no more? No, nah, spiking cases. They're going north of the border, baby. Oh, man. Man, I think we're really regressing, man. But I'm not, I don't want to end this podcast on too much of a negative note of the, the COVID stuff, man. But uh, at least they got the hub cities down. Edmonton and what was it, Vancouver? Uh, uh, Edmund, Edmonton and Toronto. Toronto. Oh, Toronto would be fun. Toronto would be fun. I've, wanted to go, I've always wanted to go to Toronto. Toronto's sick. Yeah? Never been there. But. Oh, just see <laughs> I always see the people on the sky I saw the a picture needle. once. It looks sweet. I always see the sky needle, like people hanging off if they have that thing. And I was like, ooh, that looks kind of exhilarating. Anyway, boys, uh, that's going to wrap it up. We're close to an hour here, right on pace for our normal time. I'm excited for our big camping trip. We'll have to update everyone. You're not, uh, you'll hear from us next week, normal time, I suppose. We're going to record one there, so – yeah, in the woods. We'll tell, it's going to be a scary story episode. We'll be around the campfire, and we're just going to tell scary stories. It's the whole entire podcast episode. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to hop on Xbox. Anyone, anyone wants to play, I'm going to try and rank up some new guns on Call of Duty. And then, uh, Pat, maybe uh, good luck with your sports cards down there, pal, if you're going to be doing that. Yeah, well, now I'll hop on X- Xbox. Uh, I put the sports cards cards on hold for a little bit. That's your, nine to five, right? That's your 9 to 5 here. Yeah, it's my nine to five right now. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. That's not bad, man. You update good. your LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, sports, sports, sports card guru. Yeah. <laughs> all right, gang. Well, listen, it was a good episode. Uh, hopefully, see you in a couple days here, and then uh, we'll have a good Fourth of July, everyone that's listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll all hear from you guys next week. Peace. See you.